And again, by relaxing into the open spaciousness of mind, becoming aware of the sounds, Mind could be thought of as like an empty mirror. And all appearances are reflected or known in this empty mirror of the mind. A mirror of emptiness. Sounds appearing, in this sitting, be particularly aware of the breath as it appears. Beginning to notice where in the body it's felt the different places. In the natural rhythm of the breath, do you feel it mostly at the nose or the movement of the chest or the abdomen or in different places throughout the body? With each breath, simply notice how it is experienced, how it appears. Rest in that natural awareness of it, without straining, without struggling. If you find the mind wanders off a lot, sometimes people find it helpful to connect to the breath with a mental note, little mental soft label, in and out, rise and fall just soft enough to connect. If you're right there with it, then the note is not so much needed. When you feel that you're getting too tight on the breath, or struggling, Again, go back to the awareness of sounds to reconnect you with that nature of the mind that's open and boundless and spacious and empty, which sounds are simply appearing. And come back to the breath in just that same way. Each breath appears just like each sound appears. mind relax into an open awareness of sounds. Without any particular kind of striving or efforting, so 
simply be aware of how the sounds appear in the open emptiness of the mind. The sound of my voice, soft sounds, even the sounds of silence.
There's one more aspect of experience that is important to begin to notice and become aware of. (coughs) And it's a particularly subtle aspect, but it has important implications, which we've been talking about. And that is noticing the intention or the volition in the mind before an action begins. That is, the body by itself doesn't move. It moves because the mind is present and this aspect of the mind, of volition, is arising. We can see this in very simple movements. Every time you shift posture, there's always a volition before the movement. When you go from sitting to standing, there's a volition or a wish or an intention which initiates the action of the body. When you reach for something, there's an intention before reaching. When you turn, there's an intention before turning. These are very simple examples. By practicing with these very simple ones, we begin to develop a facility for noticing those intentions in our lives which arise before we act. Intentions in speech, intentions behind different kinds of decisions. But on the retreat we can start with a very simple manifestation of them. The difficulty with noticing intention both on retreat and in the world, is that they're extremely quick and extremely subtle. Sometimes they might manifest as clearly as a thought, that the thought arises in the mind, I'm going to do something now, and we do it. But more often, it doesn't even crystallize as a thought. It's felt more as a silent knowing that we're about to do something. Sometimes I call it the about-to moment. Just before the action begins, there's that sense of knowing something is about to happen based on a volition, based on a wish, based on a desire. So during the sitting this morning and through these next days, Just begin to experiment a little bit, seeing if you can notice some of the time this moment of volition before the action happens. The reason that it's so important is that it's our awareness of volition or intention which opens the space of choice. Without the awareness of that, we find ourselves in the middle of an action before we quite know how we got there. Oops, hand in the refrigerator. How did it happen? (laughs) It didn't just happen. (laughs) There was a volition before that movement, but it's not one we often catch. If we're not aware of it, there's no choice. We're just acting out 
our conditioning. We're acting out our habits. As soon as we develop, to some extent, the subtlety of awareness, we're aware of the volition in the mind, and at least we have the possibility of a choice. Say, okay, is this skillful? Is it not skillful? Do I, do I really want to do this or not? So it's a very powerful moment. Um, and it has tremendous implication for how we interact uh, in the world. But for now, really start with the very simple ones because it is quite subtle and hard to notice. So see if you can be aware of the intention just before the major movements of the body, before you shift position, before you change posture, before you turn, before you reach, things like that. Begin again by just settling in a very relaxed way into the awareness of sound, even the very subtle or soft sounds. And notice how without any effort the sounds are being known. same space of receptivity, become aware of the breath appearing and being known. Notice the changing nature of the sensations of the breath. So we're really connecting to the experience of impermanence very directly. Each breath is a continuum of changing sensations. the bodily sensations become strong, whether painful or pleasant. Notice those sensations and notice what happens to them. Notice their changing nature. And settle again back into the breath, into sound. See if you can also notice the predominant mind phenomena, noting the thoughts when they arise, images, different emotions, 
seeing it all as a display of appearance. It's just a display of empty phenomena, moment after moment.
beginning, if you have not already, beginning by letting yourself sit as comfortably, but also in a manner that's erect and relaxed. And depending on what's been useful and helpful for you, begin either by opening (coughs) to the experience of hearing, allowing the sounds to arise spontaneously, and noticing that the knowing is just as spontaneous and effortless. more useful for you, allowing the sensations of the breath to arise in awareness. And in the same spontaneous, relaxed way, noticing that the knowing of each sensation of breath also arises by itself. So you might rest in the spaciousness of hearing for some time, and when it's appropriate, noticing as the sensations of breath arise, or staying with the breath in a relaxed, spacious, yet alert manner, and letting the mind and body settle into familiarity with this alert and spacious awareness. Also noticing as physical sensations spontaneously arise Noticing that the knowing of the sensation is also spontaneous. And meeting whatever sensation arises in the open awareness with this quality of active acceptance. Knowing the sensation simply as it is. Sometimes, for some people, a soft mental label is helpful to connect with the bare experience of the sensation, as, for example, itching or tingling or vibrating, heaviness. Sometimes that can help recognize the bare quality of the experience rather than getting involved in a long description of the pain of the knee. If that's not necessary, if the quality of knowing is connected and spacious, there's no need for knowing, perhaps. Allowing the sensation to arise, exist, and pass away 
without any interference or judgment on our part, simply being with what is in the vast open space of awareness. You might notice if you feel you're becoming more entangled, whether it's a pleasant or an unpleasant sensation, if various mental reactions have been set up, those also are simply experiences arising. You can know them with the same open accepting quality. And again, as the sensation vanishes, or is no longer compelling, allow the attention to rest in either the open experience of hearing or the relaxed and connected feeling of the breath. And if you're with the breath and feeling a tightness, a constriction, a striving in the quality of attention, that might be a time to simply relax into the receptive mode of hearing with alertness. If you've been with hearing quite a bit and you start to feel very spacey, dull, not quite knowing what's happening, then the alertness could be sharpened a bit, either with connecting with specific sounds or connecting more actively with sensations of the breath. today also beginning to notice the quality of various emotions, mental states as they arise totally by themselves in specific five that are called the five hindrances mental states, emotions that are extremely common in the early days of a retreat and that we tend to experience as difficult, especially if we don't recognize them. So when you quite effortlessly become aware that there's desire or aversion, anger, fear, that's the second one, Sleepiness, dullness, that's the third. Agitation, restlessness of body, agitation or worry in the mind, fourth. And the last one is doubt, doubt in oneself, doubt in the practice, doubt in capabilities of the teachers or just that it isn't the right time, doubt that you know what you're doing. It can be quite subtle. 
usually arises together with any of the other four. The simple recognition of the presence of one of these difficult emotional states. In that recognition, there can again be the spacious awareness that allows that state to be here, accepts it just as it is, but we don't need to use it as a filter through which we judge experience. So resting in the space of awareness, becoming aware that the thoughts have all turned into some form of wanting. At that moment, to simply recognize our desire is arising. In these cases, the use of a mental label can be helpful to disengage us from the story or our reaction to this emotional state. Ah, desire, anger, sleepiness, restlessness, doubt. And then with the same open acceptance of patience, letting ourselves simply be with the bare experience of that mental state. For example, with desire, not getting lost in the story, but noticing how desire is manifesting here and now in the mind-body experience. Very helpful to be aware of whatever sensations are arising in the body as a way to rest with a bare experience rather than getting lost in the story. So with with all of these mental states, quite often there's a very uh, experienceable physical component. Gently knowing that, being with it, letting it be. There's also an emotional coloring in the mind that filters our perceptions. You might notice that. (coughs) And of course, all the thoughts springing from it. Noticing them but not letting yourself jump on the train and go for 10 minutes. Gently come back to the bare experience of anger, of doubt. And also not judging if you do get lost. These are strong states, and we tend to get quite involved with them, or involved with judging or fearing or pushing them away all extra. (coughs) If you feel you're getting too wrapped up, too engrossed, again, open out to the spacious and receptive mode of hearing. And as you stabilize and rest a bit in that mode, you might then notice that the desire is arising and can be known in that same spacious, receptive mode. There's nothing any more personal about anger or fear or doubt, desire or sleepiness. It's no more personal than hearing. It's no more personal 
than a pain or an itch. So simply we're noticing quite spontaneously whatever appearance arises by itself, allowing it, accepting it, it lives its own life and disappears as conditions change. And using the hearing or the sensations of breath as a place, a resting or stabilizing place when you feel confused, you don't know what's going on, you're lost or caught up, return again and reconnect with the balance and spacious presence. I'd like to elaborate a little bit about working with difficult emotions and how to be free in the experience of them. The main practice in being with them, of course, is to be open and accepting. to be resting in the awareness of them and letting them wash through. Sometimes it happens that we can be having a very strong emotional experience and we're noting we're aware of the emotion and still it feels quite stuck. So we feel quite uh, caught by it. There are two particular aspects to look at in that case. One is whether we're clearly recognizing what the emotion is, because sometimes we can be misperceiving. And if we're not accurate in our perception of it, it's not actually possible to be accepting. Just as an example of this, I had been practicing and a strong feeling of sadness had come. And I was noting sadness, 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 and being with it and and trying to open to it. And it kept staying. This went on for hours and a couple of days where this was the predominant feeling. And because it still felt stuck in me in some way, I looked more carefully and I saw that it wasn't the feeling of sadness actually. It was the feeling of unhappiness. Now these two are close, but they're not the same thing. As soon as I was able to recognize, oh yeah, this is unhappiness, in that moment the alignment took place. And it was that alignment which actually made the acceptance possible, which allowed it then to wash through. So that's one aspect to keep in mind. With passing emotions, it's not so necessary to be exact in the recognition. They're just washing through anyway. It's when we're really caught by something. That's when we want to check out whether our recognition is accurate or not. Another aspect to look at 
is that often emotions don't come singly. Often they're a constellation of emotion. And so we might be noticing and be aware of the predominant one and yet not be noticing the ones that are feeding it or the ones that are underneath. That's an example of this, and there are many examples. So this is just a suggestion of how to look. There might be a strong feeling of anger. We're really with the anger, we're noticing it, we're aware of it, we're labeling it, we're opening to it. But still, it seems that it keeps coming and it's strong. We're caught in some way. Very often, underneath the feeling of anger, there might be an associated feeling of self-righteousness. I'm right. Should be angry. And if we don't open to that, if we're not aware of that, so then even though we're noting the anger, aware of the anger, it's still being fed by something we're not noticing. It might not be self-righteousness, it might be something else. Sometimes under the feeling of anger is the feeling of hurt, or the feeling of betrayal, or whatever. It's just the sense, when there is some kind of knot, some kind of stuckness, where we feel caught by an emotion that keeps coming and coming and coming, and we don't feel like we're in a free relationship to it, begin to look to see what else may be constellated you know, in that experience, what other feelings might be there that are not being noticed. It's quite amazing the power of awareness when we are truly and completely aware of what's present. That all of these phenomena arise and pass away, and using the Tibetan phrase, they all self-liberate. And there's a real sense of freedom. The emotions are experienced, but we're not caught by them, we're not imprisoned by them. So when we are caught, we want to look to see Are we not recognizing it precisely? Is it something other than we think it is? Or is there some other emotion associated with it that we haven't seen yet? We can begin to look in those ways. Again, a reminder, this should be done only when we feel particularly caught by something. There's no need to go to this level of investigation if things are just passing through. Let the mind settle back to quite an easy, natural, open awareness. Either being with sounds or being with the breath. Letting the awareness be in receptive mode.
simply noticing what it is that's appearing the big vast open sky of the mind sounds appear the feeling of each breath appears other sensations of the body different emotions, thoughts Letting yourself, the mind and body, settle back into a relaxed, spacious, yet also alert quality of awareness. Whether you relax into the receptivity of hearing or connecting in an alert yet relaxed quality of attention with the sensations of breathing, no matter. But resting in the experience with alertness here and now. If for you the breathing is a friend and a way that helps balance and connect the attention in a relaxed way. It's something you can use as a friend when you're feeling that the quality of attention is somewhat less than present. Those times when there isn't really spacious alertness but you just feel all over the place confused, vague, continually lost in thought, just no energy. Of course, connecting with hearing is fine. I just want to give some tips for establishing interest in the breath if that's a way that's helpful for you. Receptive and focused Awareness arises from interest, not from forcing, not from striving, not from trying to hold on to something. If you're feeling really lost, you can begin to get interested in the sensations of the breath. For some people, simply noticing as this next sensation of breath arises, being aware whether it's an in-breath or an out-breath. So meeting it with interest rather than uh, I should be feeling the breath. 
noticing the sensation just as the in-breath begins. What sensations arise and pass away? All the different sensations in the space of what we conceptualize as in-breath. If there's a gap, a pause, before the out-breath or between breaths, can we just rest in alertness in that space? Full presence, but not trying to pull in the next breath. Noticing how the out-breath begins and simply feeling each sensation just as it is. It can be fascinating. And then again, when the quality of awareness is clear, the knowing is spontaneous with clarity, There's just a resting and hearing and sensations of breath and the knowing quite effortlessly of other appearances as they arise, persist for some time and pass away by themselves. The knowing of physical sensation meeting its arising appearance with acceptance, knowing it just as it is. For some people, the mental label is helpful to rest in the bare experience. For example, tingling, burning, pressure, coolness, heaviness. And with this quality of relaxed knowing, really being that sensation as it arises, does whatever it does, and at some point passes away. (coughs) If it's very intense, or we begin to get caught in resistance or tightness of mind, suffering is too much at that point, (coughs) then it can be skillful to open again the field of awareness, rest in the receptivity of hearing, in the balanced being with the sensations of breath, as a way to reconnect with a receptive, gentle quality of awareness rather than forcing. Similarly with emotions, as we've spoken of, that moment of the emotion arising, the knowing happens by itself. And as the attention, the awareness is clear, There can be even the naming of that particular emotion. Just whatever it happens to be. Again, with the balanced awareness that's totally accepting 
No value judgment. Emotion simply is what it is. Arises as if we're in the cloud and again it passes away. Similarly with thoughts. Often thoughts are just arising very quietly as if in the background of awareness. No, there's thinking, it passes away. No real involvement, that's fine. Remaining, resting, in receptive, alert awareness. Then there's the other thoughts, the ones that have a little more oomph to them, or the ones that we realize somewhere down the line that there hasn't quite been this quality of receptive awareness, but we've really been in the thought. At that point that we realize it again, that knowing has happened by itself. And simply acknowledge that thinking is happening. If at that point the thought just fades, fine, again rest in the hearing, in the breath, in whatever's arising. Sometimes particular trains or qualities of thought get very strong and very repetitive. It can be helpful at that point to begin to recognize the the pattern of thought, acknowledging its presence but not getting so pulled into thinking about it. For example, I'm thinking, I'm planning or remembering, analyzing, evaluating. Could be work tape, relationship tape, family worry, whatever. That mental label is a way that really helps us clearly acknowledge what's happening with no judgment, but at the same time being with the process rather than continually being sucked into the content. So planning, notice it. Again, it's simply an arising appearance, no more or less than itching or hearing. Again, as the thought passes, resting again in the spaciousness of awareness. Sometimes quality, particular mode of thought continues and we feel really gripped somehow. Just noticing what it is doesn't seem to shift that feeling of being gripped. Very often at that time, there is some quality of emotion or liking or disliking, fear, anxiety, desire, whatever, underlying that train of thought and feeding it. So you might notice, for example, family tape. Again, what's going on? Just open the field of awareness a moment. And you might notice if there's an emotional tone in the mind or in the body, 
You might feel a tightness, an anxiety. And then let the awareness fully know and be with that anxiety. Just let it do whatever it does. Again, none of this is to make something happen or to get rid of any experience. Simply when we notice within the vast space of awareness (coughs) all the arising appearances and aware that at some point this real feeling of struggle, at that point we simply use the focus we've been developing to explore the feeling of struggle, quality of thought, quality of emotion, desire, fear, whatever, underneath it. And simply let the struggle be. We're not trying to fix anything. And again, relaxing into the hearing or the breath the spacious receptivity of awareness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.